Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Stephen the Warman Writes Kickfighting Podcast Show. I'm your host, Stephen the Warman, and you are listening to this podcast in one of two different ways. Either you're on my blog, which is lordgaul.podbean.com, or you are at the iTunes search engine. Uh, just enter Warman Kickfighting Show into the iTunes search engine, and my show pops right up. I'm also on SoundCloud. We were having trouble with Spotify, uh, but I have those other three up for sure. So I'm just going to go ahead and get right into the action. I am doing this right after glory collision five it was a very solid event it had a little bit of everything some of the craziest things you're ever going to see we'll go ahead and start with the top antonio plaza bot loses to kevin Tariq uh cookie asaro in a late stoppage in the second round the fight was marred by the fact that plaza bot broke his arm after round one and it was visible like clearly you're like why is he not throwing why is he not throwing in combinations why is he not pushing the pace because not only was he injured affecting his ability to throw with the left hand but also just going through the pain of having a broken arm and still going five rounds this dude was tough the moment that Osaro realized that not only was he getting off his offense and his movement he also realized that Plazabot couldn't throw back like he and he couldn't defend himself and he finally cornered him he had a barrage in round four that didn't get the job done. He had a barrage in round five that was like a 20-hit combo. And then he was able to get the stoppage on Plazabot, who I just I couldn't imagine the pain that he was going through. It's heartbreaking because Antonio Plazabot was set to be a star. Like the, the, the pieces had come together. There were half the crowd was from Croatia. He had uh, Croatian soccer legends in the crowd. It looked like it was on its way to being a very huge moment for him and even though he was uh uh lost the first round it was still close he was closing the distance but then of course we don't know when it happened but the later rounds he offered very little offense he started trying to do single kicks whatever it took to get some sort of offense on the board because his arm was broken and he was moving around and shout out to todd grisham who noticed it um just a uh, unfortunate day uh, you always want when the most eyes are on you, you want to look your best. That's what every sport wants. That's what every fighter wants. You always want to look your best when you have the most eyes on you. And Antonio really did sell the crowd really well. They really came out to support him. You know, you saw the Croatian checkered, you know, uh, soccer shirts all over the place just heartbreaking. That's just kind of how the, the sport is. It's that kind of a game. As for Osaro, the finish was so important for Cookie Osaro. It was important because at the very end of it all, of everything, it wasn't the most crowd-pleasing you know, performance, in particular because one guy was injured with one arm. So if he had just picked up the offense, it would have really, really looked good uh, You know, if he could have made this moment happen earlier in the fight. But as it looked, it looked like it was just going to be a ho-hum decision that kind of was forgotten. So Osaro, when he put the foot on the gas and let his hands go, and remember, that arm very well could have been broken from a kick that was, you know, thrown by him as opposed to just, you know, a lot of times it's because of a strike you threw that landed wrong that hurts your hand or something. I think this one was clearly he was letting the body kicks go, uh, the front teeps go, and I bet you one of the kicks probably was the reason why Plazabot uh, broke his arm. But in the end, Osaro put the 28 combo together, gets the stoppage victory. He's your heavyweight champion, your interim heavyweight champion. Uh, he's going to have a tough time with Rico. Tell you that right now. Rico's combo, boxing to low kick game, his size, uh, his ability to walk people down. I think he's going to, he has a tough fight on his hands. But Osaro is set up to have a really special year. Um, win, lose, or draw, 
he goes out and puts on a good performance. He still has the eight-man tournament at the end of the year, which I'm starting to realize has gotten a lot of the heavyweights' attention. A lot of them want to be a part of it. I saw that Badahari wanted to be a part of it. It, <coughs> excuse me, it's looking like it's going to be a pretty big deal. So uh, he's set up to have a good year. Can he build on this and continue to be a bigger star as the year goes out? Uh, I still think Pazabot did the right thing and not waiting for Rico. Uh, go out there. You're a prize fighter. You make money to fight. Now, we'll see how long he'll be out with the broken arm. But ideally, we're hoping that he can move forward, have some success, uh, you know, down the road. Just was an unfortunate night for him. But it was a big time night for Asaro, who, you know, he made it. It was a big deal to him. First Nigerian to win. Kickboxing world title. Uh it puts him up there i'm sure and i'm sure in his heart he sees the kamaru usman's he sees the adesanya's and he goes hey i want to be significant in combat sports as a nigerian fantastic victory for him Tariq Kababez gets a victory over Muhammad Amin in the fourth round. Uh, gets a stoppage. Really, really digged dug to the body so the story as they're saying it on the broadcast is this Tariq Kababez calls his friend Muhammad Amin and says man I'm heartbroken I'm tearful I lost my you know title fight my light heavyweight title fight the you know uh, the champions out so he's really emotional he's really upset about it and Amin is sitting there comforting him and saying hey man it's all right Amin then gets off the phone and goes to social media and starts calling out Kababez saying that he should be getting the fight next and that he wants the fight and then Media, social media was critical of Kebab is saying, hey, how come you aren't giving this guy the shot? And also, it just, just was a mess. And Kebabes was just heartbroken. And, and But more so, he was he was upset. He was hot. He thought that he was giving, you know, letting a friend in on something that was, you know, personal and upsetting to him. Uh, he took it out in the fight. Uh, Amin did a good job with his slick boxing and he had these sneaky step knees that he was scoring. But Kababez, when he got close enough, he would rip to the body and he always attacks that rear leg with, that's a big time combo for him to throw big time boxing combos and then chop at your rear leg. He was able to slow Amin down. He was able to build on his offensive success and man, did he dig to the body when he gets opportunities. The short notice fight showed up for Amin who by the sounds of it wasn't even in the gym before this fight was offered. Like he was just, um, uh, not training for a fight casually kind of you know popping up in the gym here and there uh so he went out there and took this fight and it showed because not only was he not prepared to go into the deeper rounds kababez ate the body up so much that when tank decided to put the foot on the gas and get him out of there he was able to score two knockdowns in the fourth and finish it so great job by tank kababez he got the title uh he says that he's the official champion now and the real champion didn't fight so you've got to fight him for his title and it, it was an interesting moment so we got a little bit of everything there so donovan vise goes against Serkan uh Okala, oh excuse me okajalayan and let me tell you something donovan vise is so good Man, this guy's good. He's one of the most talented kickboxers I've ever seen. He is confident in his kickboxing ability from either stance. And no matter what stance you're in, he's still going to go combo to low kick. He really ate the calf kick up a lot this to this fight. Really good boxing in spots. Really good strong guard. Sirkan never got close to scoring his type of shot. He had some series where he let the hands go, but in no period of time did I think, okay, this is the shot that's going to do it. And then, of course, as you get into round three and four, that goes away. And I remember I, I tweeted, I thought that, man, this is, wouldn't be a bad idea if they stopped this because 
Donovan Vizay is absolutely butchering this guy. Uh, he would throw an offensive shot here and there, you know, kind of like an MMA when a guy's got his back to uh, is on his back and he goes, "Hey, move, move." This is that version of it because the moment the ref would think about stepping in and stopping it from all the offense Zerkan was taken, he would throw the right kind of shot. He would move to the right, uh, you know, uh, right kind of distance to show that he was still in the fight. But he just got outclassed. And Donovan Vise is one of the best I'd ever seen. He is so clean with his kickboxing. And to this very moment, I'm wondering what is would it have looked like if Donovan Vise got the opportunity to fight Alex Pereira? Would love to see it. He's that technical, that clean. So Andy Similar gets a victory over Jay Overmeer uh, defending his title. So this one had a lot of people upset because of how round two was scored in particular. So people were getting on the glory judges. Round two in particular was, was a round that I thought was... I thought Similar had moments, but I really liked Jay Overmere in that round. Like, I thought that he landed some really solid boxing, but he landed three really good step knees that I thought for sure got Andy's attention. And on the scorecards, it looked like they didn't think it at all. He outscored Andy in every round. Now, I don't go too crazy about that because they'll count like little quick kicks and stuff like that. Uh, uh, they almost call it count every kick. If you block a kick with your guard, they still count it on the scorecards. So if you just throw a lot of kicks, even if they don't land clean, even if your defense, uh, the defense comes over uh, and stops them a little bit, they still give the credit to the score. So that's probably the reason why he was up on the cards as far as total strikes. But it was clear that the, you know, as what I call them, the sexy shots, the ones that stand out, those were from Andy Semelier for the most part. So I like that he won the fight, but I really did think that something, it's almost like the judges maybe just kind of, fell in line with what they were seeing from Semelier. Um and they go okay well this round looks similar to that round so I'm going to give them this round too he ended up winning 50-45 on 2-49-46 I think the only round that they gave Overmere credit for was the fifth round and interesting enough they had open scoring but in the corner over Overmere's team seemed to think they kept saying and knew like they kept thinking even though it was open scoring they just had to look at the screen to see the score they were acting as if they were up going into the last round, which I thought was interesting. But anyway, Semelier is very, very talented, and he's growing in each fight. He's showing more skill. This is the most I've seen him kick. You know, he's he's got a good kickboxing game, but he has really relied on his boxing when he's gotten to the highest level, and it, it, it's helped him. It's helped him to shoot. It helped him win the, the title fight. I think I thought he was down, and then all of a sudden he started boxing like crazy. So good stuff by Andy Semelier. We'll see what it leads to down the road. Ibrahim Albuni gets a victory over Felipe Micheletti. It just comes down to Micheletti got going too late. Ibrahim Albuni's got an interesting stance. It's a bo boxing stance, essentially, but his shoulders are kind of square. But the right elbow was very, very close to the rib. It's not outside. It's almost like he never fought Muay Thai, but I know he did. But that elbow is, sits there, and he shoots that right hand straight down the pipe as clean as possible. Just a talented guy. Like, he's... He is, is is slick. He moved the right way. Felipe scored low kicks and spots, and I was like, man, because of the stance, I wonder why he doesn't throw that more against Alboni. Then all of a sudden, round three, here he comes. He's letting the low kicks go. He's going combinations. He's using his size and strength. Alboni kind of smaller for the weight class. 
but he had already put two in the bank and he ended up winning 29-28 on most of the cards. Two cards gave it 30-27. Again, that's one of those moments where I would disagree with the glory judges. So I didn't think that in any way did Micheletti lose round three. But the right guy won and that's kind of what the most important thing is. Uh, but good stuff by Albuni. Uh, we'll see what it leads for him down the road. He could end up fighting Kababes depending upon how bad the injury is to the current champ. But we'll see. Next up is <laughs> a fight that had one of many weird moments on the night. Um, the other weird moment was Antonio Plazabot uh, accidentally hitting the ref um, and hitting him clean and like dropping him. So <laughs> he goes down after taking the punch right to the end of the round. He takes a knee. He goes into the corner to shake it off. And the judges and the, the crew very wisely pulled him out of the fight and put another ref in there it's one of the most intelligent things i've seen in combat sports uh by your officials normally it's a pride thing they leave guys in there i don't think i've ever seen that happen before as much as i've seen fights i don't think i've ever seen them pull the ref that was in there because he took a big time shot like he went down he took a knee so um they did a good job of switching him out that was very very intelligent by them so here goes the other crazy moment Michael Bopea and uh, Ulrich Bokemi, first of all, Bokemi is like mean mugging him, holding his ground. Like before the fight, he <laughs> he showed every intention of, I'm going to step it up and kill this guy. When the fight started, it was all Michael Bopea. He was very clean. His guard was very strong. He didn't rush it like he's rushed it before. He just landed clean, effective kickboxing with good low kicks. Boxing game was on point. Then all of a sudden, he lands a good shot. Not a crazy shot, but a good shot. And then Bokeem turns away from the, the the ref and he starts bending over and he's pointing at his mouthpiece. So when it's happened, the ref doesn't know. Uh, he's calling him to come back and fight. He doesn't come back and fight and they stop the fight. Now, again, of course, it's disappointing because he's clearly not super rocked from the punch, but something seems to be happening. And then all of a sudden he's trying to get his mouthpiece out. Mouthpiece comes out. And then his whole top front row of teeth are false. So there's like a, a implant in there. And that had fallen out. And during the fight, he said that it fell into his throat. So that's why he stopped, tried to get his mouthpiece out because he was trying to get that out of there. 100% the ref made the right call. There's no way that a ref can tell that. And even if it is true, it'd just be like your contact coming out. They can't re-put your contact back in the middle of the fight. You just got to battle through it. So I thought they did a good job crazy moment it's rare that you're ever going to see that now that i have seen before where people have lost contacts and false teeth and stuff like that but that whole role was fake so when it came out and they put the glory team put the camera on it they just showed the whole row of teeth sitting down there and uh you know connected and uh they were like man that's just one of the craziest things you'll ever see Moving forward, Michael Bopea is very talented. Uh, I think they put up their weights wrong because they put up welterweight type weights, like around 170 pounds or 77 kgs. Uh, but normally he's, you know, fights at, um, and, I, and I think he's a good option for the champion at middleweight. So he's, he fights a little bit higher. Um, now maybe that was just a mistake they put up on the screen. But anyways, he showed a lot of talent. The patient showed and I've got no problem with him fighting for the title and people, some people are like, this is too early, but you've heard me say it on this podcast a million times. Stefan Leko always talks about when he turned 20 years old, he fought Ernesto Hoost. When he, when Badahari was 20, he fought Stefan Leko and Stefan Leko had stopped him. Right after the fight, of course we know what happened, 
Bader gets that win back. But they're talking. He goes, "Hey, this is what the sport is. When you're kickboxing, you fight somebody who's great at a young age, and it's just part of your process to get yourself great." So I have no problem with him getting that opportunity against Vise, even though Vise, of course, on paper and by the eye test, will be more skilled. It's a fight that they could make if they wanted to next. Nabil, uh, um, excuse me, Kajab did a good job of, uh, excuse me, Cobb did a great job against Vladimir. Uh, they had it as Tok. Uh, I believe the full name is Tokshan, Tokshanov, but they just called it Tok on the broadcast. Um, TOK. Nabil, this big guy had some combo to him. He was able to use his guard to take Vladimir's shots. Uh, and when he got his moments, the boxing hands were let go. The low kick chop followed. He was clean. He was consistent with it. He just kept staying on it. And I was like, man, this guy's doing phenomenal. He's doing a phenomenal job with his kickboxing, finishing with low kicks. I was very, very impressed with his game. Now, it's going to hurt him that he can't punch hard. Like, he was skilled. Uh, he was able to punch enough to get the attention of Vladimir, but clearly no shot looked like it had Vladimir in trouble, and he landed clean several times. He countered clean several times. So in the heavyweight division, it's always going to hurt. But he showed good skill. Says he wants again the kickboxing tournament at the end of the year. I was really, really impressed by his overall skill, even though he's a guy with a pretty healthy belly, and, and uh, I thought he did a great job. So next was... De, uh, de, uh, excuse me, Dagoyle uh, Kamara, who I've said a million times because I've done his fights before. I can't believe I messed it up there. Kamara gets victory over Edward uh, Gafenku. Um, the Romanian fighter took round one. He's aggressive. He land combos in space. Uh, he had really good power. But I wondered if this was tactical because Kamara didn't look like he was hurt. Yeah, he all of a sudden just started playing the ropes and he started playing single kicks and then Edward got the feel of it pushed the pace really let the strong boxing go against the ropes and then they go into the corner in round two and again I don't speak French so I don't know what they're saying to Kamara but I've seen Kamara fight before he is a very interesting fighter because he's a kicks to hands fighter most time you hear about the combo game you think you're Andre Sowers you think you're Robin Van Roosmalens they are strong boxing to the low kick Dominic Vizier is also in that mold but in this particular outing Kamara really got single kicks going. He really started the attack, the rear back laid of Gafenku. Really, really started to slow him down. Uh, and then it led to straight knees and it led to boxing. And then all of a sudden, he landed a series where I believe it was a knee that snuck through and it hurt uh, Gafenku. And then as he's moving backwards, Kamara is patient keeps the boxing flow going lands offense uh, as as Edward is bent over he lands another knee right before he goes down he's a he's still hurt from the body shot he visibly was holding his hand as if he was shot over his ribs by the you know over the spot while he was getting the offense that ended the fight very good stuff it was a tale of two rounds Kamara looked absolutely fantastic He's a good young star. Uh, he would have been on my list for glory to sign. They didn't. Uh, his fight fell through earlier this year. It was good to see him get his debut and for him to look so good in it. Fantastic comeback stoppage. Again, this card had a little bit of everything, you know. Had the KO, the big KO finished the main event. It had this big comeback. Uh, it had some ref controversies. It had a little bit of everything. Last one is Andre uh, Kedvis gets a victory over Merkis Pilsis. Uh, by unanimous decision, uh, 30-27 on all the cards, 29-28-1. It got, you know, 
Pelsis likes to play with a lot of spinning back kicks and flash, but it just came down to who had the cleaner work, and Kedvas did a better job of staying consistent on the low kick, playing with the boxing. Both of them were still playing with spinning back fists and so on, but the consistent work came from Kedvis, who really, really looked good, and I think that he's got something. It's tough vision, so we'll see what happened to him down the road, but still fantastic stuff from him. Good glory card overall. They announced that they're doing a reality show at Walterweight where the two coaches are Rico and, and Botter and uh, it, it's, it should be a good one. I guess it's going to be Ultimate Fighter style. Um, but uh, man, it's uh, cool that the sport is continuing to grow and Glory's doing a good job this year. They have slowed on their international. Um, they've just been focusing on Europe and they've been selling extremely well. So definitely been good stuff from them throughout. So definitely excited to see what they have moving forward uh it's one of those things where when i think about glory and what they've accomplished and the athletes that they have i really truly believe that this finish because they've had a couple weeks where i will be the first to say it were not they weren't on everyone's tongue some forgettable moments some forgettable fights nothing that people go man i can't wait to see them again or i can't wait to see that again i thought they did a great job of this fight card had the kind of wins that you could build off of to end up being more successful events down the road so really really good stuff and um i'm glad that i was able to bring this to you right after the show I'll go ahead and run down some uh, glory, some uh, one championship results that I just missed. Uh, recently, Regan Ursel gets a blowout victory over Dmitry Meshikov uh, by knockout. Left hook does it. Ursel is, I, I mentioned it when it happened. He's said to have, I mean, he's fighter of the year so far. Um, clearly, there are some things that could come into play that change things. Uh, but right now... Not only is he winning, he's stopping guys. He's looking fantastic. Uh, really, really performing well. Definitely good to see him. You know, and of course now the fun questions are going to be, what would the one championship, you know, champion look against the glory champion? Always a fun question to ask and it helps when you get a decision like this or when you get an outcome like this. So good stuff by Regan Ursel. Superbond gets back into the win column with the victory over Tafoon Oskin. Kind of heartbroken. Oskin decided to, instead of going to glory, decided to go to one championship. And it just, as talented as he is, it just hasn't happened. You know, he hasn't gotten that big victory. Um, he's good. He's still very talented. He's extremely talented. But he has run into the best of the best, and he hasn't gotten the outcome to go his way. Uh, Superbond did a really good job of... Um, playing his counter game like how he does he's got a good counter kick he's got a good counter boxing but this one in particular there was a boxing barrage after the boxing barrage was done a high kick snuck up and man it scored as clean as you possibly could against Oskin. Oskin had gone out for the first time i've seen him go out like that since that fight he had in china uh superbond's still elite he's still an all-time great uh despite his coming off that loss and i'm sure he wants that fight back but absolutely cool to see superbond get himself back up in the win column with a big time win like that absolutely heartbreaking that Tafun Oskan who you know working hard trying hard he's just struggling against some of the elite in one championship so good stuff though Arian uh, Sidikov gets a victory oh, excuse me Sidikovic gets a victory over Nikki Holtzkin Sidikovic probably Nikki you could make the argument that Holtzkin won round one but then the rest of the fight happened and man man did 
he looked good. Uh, he just had too much pressure, too much offense. Holskin, a little bit older, wasn't able to find his counters in between like he normally does. And his whole career, he struggled with guys who put up a lot of numbers on the cards. He just has to find the right kind of counter or the right kind of offense when he lets it go. But this time, Sedekov was able to keep take the lead in the fight and keep the lead. He really fought extremely well. Big time victory there. Martin Michieletto gets victory over Amber Kitchen. Uh, Martin is another one who, or Amber's another one who, she struggled since she's made the move to one championship. She looks good in spots. She just hasn't been able to sustain it enough to get a victory on the end. So definitely shout out. Good stuff to her. She's very talented. Um, but Martin brought the brought the fight to her, won the clinch. She was kind of the bully in there. Uh, elbows in close. Just a big, strong fighter who's experienced and has got a lot of fights, and she was able to get the victory over Amber Kitchen. Last fight is Rade Opacic gets a victory over Gute Decente. Guto, it's almost like that moment in glory he had, that small run came and went. Now he has been more journeyman type of the last few years. Still works hard, tries hard, but just uh, Rade Opacic is just a talented guy who we expect in the title picture for them for a long time. He's very, very talented. So um, I'll go ahead and wrap the show up there. Now, again, there was a one championship event that was actually just yesterday, but I really wanted to focus on one championship. I mean, the one champion, or excuse me, I want to focus on the Glory uh, World Series, the Glory uh, Collision event. Um, but there was some good stuff. There's always comebacks and big time KOs happening in one championship. Uh, but again, this is one of those things where the map will, will help us. Consec Fairtex getting a victory over Peidong uh, Kietsung Grit for the unanimous decision. It's cool. It's a victory. But because you didn't give me enough lead up and what does this victory mean? It does kind of take from it a little bit. But he's still super talented. Big time win. It's cool to see some of these cards. It's cool to see some of these, you know, the uh, Monglacau uh knee uh knees a victory over Samrock that was pretty cool there's always comebacks one championship you are putting on a lot of shows and you're giving tie fighters a huge platform to show their craft it's been a lot of fun uh i've enjoyed it but this past episode was just one of those that didn't carry the weight that the regan ursel card did so not all cards are created equal but they're still doing a good job and putting on a lot of good shows so thank you everybody for listening to the podcast i appreciate everyone who takes the time to listen to me uh i'll do my best to try to be regular we finally got this this particular weekend i was like man there's a lot of big time kickboxing here so grateful to have it so god bless thank you for your time and i hope you guys listen to me next week i'm really gonna focus on my next week on the stars of tomorrow for kickboxing god bless and thanks again bye